So as Father Trout said in our opening, our readings today are full of these vineyard images. The first reading from Isaiah, the beautiful Psalm 80, and the Gospel of Matthew all speak of vineyards, which at the time represented God's chosen people, Israel. But it could easily be broadened out to represent our world today. I've had the good fortune to visit some beautiful vineyards in my travels. Just last year, Joanne and I were on the Rhine River in Europe, and we could see the perfectly manicured vineyards on either side of the river as the hills rose gently. The ambiance was amazing as the sun set, and you could see the grapes hanging from the vines and how the plants were each neatly trimmed and cared for. Hopefully you can all conjure up some similar image of God's creation and the beauty of our gardens and our vineyards. Vines are indeed sturdy plants. They grow wild, and if they do, then they yield grapes. No grapes that we would desire. Or they can be cultivated to produce abundance and those grapes can be sweeter to the taste. The fruit of the cultivated vine both nourishes and delights us. From it we get grapes that can be eaten, dried as raisins or crushed into wine. And so it's no wonder that both ancient Israel and the early Christians employed the metaphor of the vine and the vineyard when speaking of the reign of God. Today, this metaphor describes a cultivated vineyard that must be tended and protected in order that we may come to life in the most abundant way. It needs to be watered and pruned and protected from whatever might hamper its growth. What is also necessary is that vineyard be protected from predators and from those who might rob the owners of its produce. The metaphor suggests that while the vines themselves might be hardy, they are also vulnerable. And so it is with each and every one of us as followers of Jesus. Our faith must be tended to and protected from whatever might endanger it so we can produce abundant and delicious fruit. Part of the message of the vineyard metaphor is this. If we want to produce good fruit in our lives and to keep the vineyard doing what it is supposed to do, we have to keep learning from our landowner, the Lord learning from scripture, reading about and understanding our rich faith traditions. That is how we can be more fruitful. And it is the main focus of this week's continuing homily series. We never want to hear Jesus say to us what he said to the chief priests and the elders in our gospel today. He said, do you never read in the scriptures with a very large question mark. 
What he might be saying is, do you never take the time to learn what I taught you? God has given us what we need to bear fruit. But if we don't do act more according to Jesus' teaching, then we won't bear good fruit. Instead, we might become like those wild grapes in Isaiah's reading today. The first reading from the gospel, the first reading and the gospel describe two attempts at preventing God's plan for the kingdom. In both instances, there is a deliberate act of unfaithfulness. Our first reading describes in great detail the tender care that God has taken on behalf of his vineyard and his kingdom. God works tirelessly to ensure that it would thrive and be a source of enjoyment and prosperity for all of us. But despite all of God's plans and the effort, it produced an unacceptable crop. The vineyard was rebellious and the grapes became wild. The metaphor functions differently in our gospel today. Here it is not the fault of the vineyard, it produces an abundant crop. In fact, it is the very productivity of the vineyard that sets the stage for the bad faith that is described. In this case, those who were trusted as stewards turn out to be traitors. They want the vineyard for themselves and they are willing to use any means to acquire it. I think we can see each of ourselves in both of these two stories, in both of these two instances. There are times when regardless of what God seems to be doing for us, we simply rebel against it. We stand in defiance and say, I don't want to serve or I don't want to do what you want me to do. There are other times when we as followers of Jesus act as if the kingdom is ours to direct and manage it as we might see fit. We might even marginalize or force out others who we don't agree with so that we can have sole control over the vineyard. But we always need to remember we do not own the vineyard that God has given us. We only work in it. Sometimes when I read this gospel, I feel relieved that when Jesus tells the story, the religious leaders of that time are cast as the role of the bad guys. And I thank goodness for that. We do, we're not to blame this time around. If someone else has done something wrong, it wasn't because of us. But we have to ask ourselves, who is in charge of the vineyard today, if not us? We are the community charged with the responsibility of the gospel and the riches of the kingdom of heaven. If the harvest is not being delivered to the rightful owner today, whose fault is it but yours or mine? If we attempt to take over the kingdom in order to exercise our own control over it, it is appropriate that God should snatch it from our grasp and entrust it with someone else who can faithfully carry out God's plan. As dire as that may sound, 
I think here we can take some consolation from the words of St. Paul in our second reading today. He offers those words to the Philippians with all of their anxieties. He offers them in courage and direction. And St. Paul offers us the same message of hope. He counsels prayer in general and petition in particular, all in the spirit of thanksgiving. He promises that if we live lives of integrity, then, God, then the God of peace will dwell within each and every one of us. Once again, God will care for the vine and it will rejoice in its new life. There is always hope for another chance for redemption and reconciliation. St. Paul invites us to step up a little bit higher, much higher than the tenets of Jesus's version of the vineyard parable. He urges us to turn to whatever is true and honorable, just, pure, and loving. Turn, in other words, towards God's abiding peace. If we do that, if we do that with one another, then we might all of her learn the lesson of the vineyard, which means all of us have the ability to grow closer as followers of Jesus Christ.